Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dream. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Welcome. Welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello and welcome to the Haunted Estate here with your host, Selena Spooky Boo and cue the crickets please just me i don't know if you guys like these episodes that are just with me i've done them a couple times actually i don't even know if they posted the one of me in the car i forgot to check adam was like this sounds terrible and i'm like it's just me in the car like i just want to talk but i just wonder if you guys enjoy me with other people much more than me on my own but it's it's just a time i like to get a little intimate with you guys i like to be just myself yes it's the second week in the row where i do look like a bag of potatoes but it's okay because you don't have to put makeup on all the time and everyone has been so freaking busy around here lately that it's just nice to kind of like sneak off and do something that needs to be done but at the same time i'm excited to do and no one knows i'm doing this so little physics for spooky <laughs> But yeah, a lot is going on. And one big thing that's happening is I have an assistant starting tomorrow. Truth is, for about the last six months, I have just felt really fucking overwhelmed. But I've also felt like I am not doing enough. Um, and I'm not keeping up in certain parts of my life. And there's so many things that I want to do, but I'm just I'm just one person. And I have a whole family I have to take care of. And, and you know, Adam's sick and stuff. So it's just, it's been a bit much. And Adam does so much more than he should be doing on his healing journey. So I'm really excited for Taylor to start. Taylor is, I think he's 21 now, which is hilarious. I hired him at Fear Farm where I was a manager. So I was a manager at a Halloween haunt and I like taught people how to scare, which was super freaking cool. But um, yeah, we had that job. I hired him. We had the best freaking time ever. And we just became friends from here on out, from there on out. Um, so like, that's a long friendship, 17, 18, 19, 20, that's five years. That's a lot for me, to be honest. I kind of went to like a bunch of high schools cause I never really fit in anywhere. So I never had a friend group, but I have my friends now. I have Taylor, I have Chris, I have Lord, I have Haley and Kendra. And I really appreciate like literally every single one of them. 
But yeah, he starts tomorrow because I want to be honest. I want to fucking bring it for Halloween. We are going on haunted trips. We are doing crazy effing shit, dudes. Like your mind is going to be blown. You're going to be happy. I'm just, I've been in this really weird place where like I don't want to have an ego. But when I see people like working 10% of what I'm doing, but they're blowing the fuck up, like... (laughs) I'm a normal person. Any person's going to have that kind of reaction where they're just like, what the fuck? So I just want to like, I feel like I'm not doing enough work right now. I'm not creating enough for these past six months. I have just felt overwhelmed, overstimulated, overtired, and I just need someone to make my life run a bit smoother. So he is starting. Joel is still here. I really need to have Joel on a podcast. He's been married. You guys haven't talked to him in months. You need to hear about the honeymoon and the wedding day. But today I thought would be a fun, intimate little episode where I could read you from my book. So I've been going live on TikTok and doing my final read through of my book, which yes, is finally coming out. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I am so, so, so excited. <laughs> but um, yeah, lots been going on. I've been feeling a little blase. I'm so in love with my property, my house. It is a lot to take care of, but like I'm really happy here and I definitely need to work because I need to pay this bitch off. So hopefully when this book comes out, the mess is taken over. It's the next Twilight. Y'all fuck with it. And it's going to be the next biggest book ever. (laughs) But yeah, I want to bring it for Halloween. If you guys have ideas, please drop it in the comments. But first, before we get in this book, I need to tell you what happened. We have definitely been talking a lot about what the fuck is going on in my house when it comes to this ghost dude? So I just came back from a trip with Sam and Colby and Chris. <sighs> it was fucking crazy. It was a different experience this time. And I don't want to go into it till the episode comes out. It's coming out um, hell week with their hell week that they do. But shit went down. And I learned a lot about myself from a psychic, which was really interesting. It validated a lot of things, but I'm just really trying to embrace what the fuck is going on, if you know what I mean. So yesterday, Adam and I are getting ready for the day. We have to go out to London when an alarm in our house just starts going off. And I'm not talking like beep, beep. I'm talking beep, 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 beep. I'm like, holy shit. We're running around the house. I run up here. I literally cannot find it. There is no alarm anywhere. Where is this coming from? It's not coming from anywhere. We find it. It is the alarm about the basement stairs. I like throw my ass down there. I'm looking around. I don't see anything. I don't smell anything. We don't have gas here. Like this isn't like carbon monoxide. This is the house runs electric and an oil pump. What the fuck is going on? So of course I call the police department, not 911. They come out, they look around, they're like, false alarm, throw that thing out. False alarm, or is it a ghost? Like, let's be honest, is it a false alarm, or is it a ghost? Tell me now, I'm really curious. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, and then after that, today, like, I've, I've talked about it before, like, there's this cottage on my property, and it has vibes, and I, I wasn't sure, and then my dog came out, and she made it pretty clear that she was uncomfortable out there. And today I literally saw from the cabin someone go into the shop, like a man in dark overalls. I haven't gone to check. I hope no one was there. There's nothing important in there except for the lawnmower. So (laughs) I'm hoping that's not a thing. But yeah, I think my uh, spirit guy maybe just 
was interested in seeing some firemen. But yeah, better safe than sorry. Check your alarms, guys. Make sure that you replace them. But anyways, I would like to read you a bit from my book because it is about to come out. I want to get you hooked so you will buy it. I'm not, I'm like literally promoting the shit on myself. I really love this book. It's the first book that I've ever like been really fucking excited about. Um, I love my other books, but I feel like a grown up now, you know? Yeah. So there's a prologue, which is huge. It's literally like 10,000 words on its own. Kind of sets up something for the next book, which is cool. And then there's chapter one, but I'm going to jump into chapter two. So you don't know exactly what's going on, but you, you know enough. You know what I mean? Okay. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Chapter 2 After her short delay in ordering Sasha to bed, Mia was lucky to make it to the bookstore just in time to open. She pulled her 1998 Honda into the parking lot. It had been her dad's. And even though she took care of it as best she could, the green paint was starting to lose its battle with rust. It was old, but it never failed to start. After the accident, the insurance company had paid to fix it. Elizabeth always found it morbid that Mia wanted to drive it. In the car on late nights, she would speak out loud to her dad, as if maybe a part of him could still hear her. Mia climbed out of the car and hefted her bag onto her shoulder. As she closed the door, a black sports car pulled in, almost silently, into the spot across from hers. Squinting her eyes, Mia saw the familiar hue of bright blue hair that belonged to one of the regulars in her pa- one of her regulars in the passenger seat. But in the driver's seat, she saw a girl she didn't know. Her curly blonde hair was chin length and matched her ivory skin. The blonde flicked her eyes into the rearview mirror, making eye contact with Mia. Suddenly flustered, she averted her eyes and made her way into the store without looking back. Mia and Sasha had a long-standing tradition of going over what certain people bought from the bookstore. It was impressive and sometimes hilarious to see what kinds of people came through the door and what kind of books they liked. There were a few long-term customers who had surprising taste in literature. Ace was a massive biker dude who wore nothing but leather and bandanas. But over the years, he had purchased an outstanding amount of coffee table books featuring cats. 
Then there was old Mrs. Ancaster, who was pushing 90 and came in monthly to buy a good supply of fetish magazines. Each time she claimed that she only bought those magazines because they had the best crosswords in the back. Then winked and cracked a tiny, toothless smile. Mia always nodded, even though she'd snuck a peek once and knew that there were no crosswords at all in Leather Lovers. Recently, there had been a few new customers. The bustling, popular, yet fairly crime-riveled beach of Cedar Hollow was only a 40-minute drive away, so Mia often saw people she didn't know. But a recent influx of regulars was a bit odd. These folks stuck out to her because they frequented the store every few days, but each time they simply browsed. When they first started hanging around, Mia thought they were casing the store and kept a close eye on them. Weirdly, they seemed to keep just as much of an eye on her. Once they entered through the door, they split up occasionally, making eye contact with each other as they glided through the aisles in silence. After 15 or 20 minutes, they'd merge back into one group and leave without having made a purchase. The blue-haired girl had come in at least three days a week for the past two months. She appeared to be around the same age as Mia and had a nervous air about her. She wandered the aisles for at least an hour every time she came in, breaking spines of bestsellers and discontinued books alike. She would stare at a page and seem to take it all in quicker than the average reader. But unlike the others, she did leave with a new book every day she came in. Once she made her selection, she would linger near the counter, pretending to be absorbed in display until all other customers had paid and left. Then she would approach the counter, eyes down. The front of her hair was dyed a bluish teal color that framed her face, and her ice-blue eyes were lit on fire. She always paid in cash, and she always seemed to purchase a random book. Once it was Catcher in the Rye. Another was How to Preserve Almost Anything. Almost Everything. The girl's most puzzling pick so far was The Goblet of Fire. As Mia was convinced, she hadn't purchased the first three Harry Potter books. Each time she arrived at the counter with a book in her hand, Mia would try to make small talk, just as she did with every customer. But the girl never responded. She only shook or nodded her head. It was a spring day around noon when the girl with the teal hair finally spoke to Mia. After her usual hour of browsing, she finally sidled up to the counter with the virgin suicides. This is my favorite book, Mia said as she turned the hardcover the hardcover edition over in her hands. It was only yesterday that she had finished it for the umpteenth time, closing the worn cover with the missing corner and tucking it safely back into her bag. She rang up the book and slid it into a plastic bag. That'll be twenty two eighty three. The girl handed over a few bills and then did something unexpected. She looked right up into Mia's eyes. If everything ended today, would you be okay with that? Mia recoiled in surprise. The girl's eyes were practically boring into her own, and she felt like she couldn't pull away. Um, I don't know. I have never really thought about it. Sorry, the girl replied and glanced away. She looked wildly uncomfortable. Mia blinked a few times, then quickly opened the cash register and handed the girl her change. She ripped off the receipt and thrust it into the bag, holding it out. The girl had cast her eyes downwards towards the floor again, and now she let out a sigh as she took her purchase and turned towards the, the door. Just as she pushed it open, she turned back. My name's Cordelia, by the way, she said, 
with a new air of confidence that didn't match her demeanor of the moments before. Then she was outside and gone. Mia's confusion over the odd question quickly turned into curiosity. She rushed to the door and looked up and down the street, but there was no sign of the blue-haired girl anywhere. Cordelia continued to make her trips to the bookstore, and she remained as silent as ever. She was only back to nodding at Mia's words. There were few customers that morning, and Mia found herself glancing towards the parking lot every few minutes. The black sports car hadn't moved. Hey. Mia jumped. It was Shelly, her washed-up, chain-smoking, alcoholic co-worker. What's wrong with you today? Shelly leaned against the counter and absently flipped through a stack of greeting cards. Mia caught a whiff of liquor on her breath. She hated how disconnected Shelly acted, then read the room perfectly. It was as if it was all just a game to her. She knew Shelley knew she lived an invisible life. Nothing, Mia replied, as she caught movement out of the corner of her eye. The doors to the black car were opening. Shelley followed her gaze. Is that your girlfriend? she asked. Shelley lived for drama and gossip and always made up the dumbest comments. Mia ignored her, and Cordelia and the other girl made their way up to the door. Just like every other day, Cordelia began to browse the aisles. Her head turned downwards, slowly scanning titles in the staff picks section, not looking up to meet Mia's eyes. That girl comes in a lot, Shelley observed a little too loudly. Mia refused to rise to the bait and instead turned to her computer, pretending to look something up in inventory. However, whenever she thought Shelley was too busy to notice, she glanced surreptitiously surreptitiously at the two girls the blonde was stunning her skin was flawless her makeup perfect she wore tight black jeans and a flattering crop top that showed her figure she seemed bored and tapped her fingers impatiently along the top row of books mia lost sight of both girls when they wandered into the far section of the store a few customers had just checked out their purchases when mia looked up to see the blonde standing in front of her she placed a leather-bound journal on the counter. Nice choice, Mia commented, casually pulling her fingers over the soft front of the item and scanning the barcode. The scanner was having issues, and she rescanned the journal. She glanced up to see the girl staring at her. I need to write my days down or I forget, the girl said without breaking eye contact. Yeah, Mia responded as she latched onto the girl's blue eyes. They were color of the ocean and almost as deep. Of course. The blonde suddenly tossed her hair and looked away, and Mia realized she had accidentally rung the journal up four times. She quickly turned to the computer and began to void three of the scans. I haven't seen you before. Are you new to town? Yeah, I am Chris. I'm just visiting for the next month, the girl replied. She nodded her head at Cordelia, who was standing behind her. Oh, you know Cordelia, Mia pushed the journal into a purple plastic bag. Yeah. Chris said. We're kind of family, or at least all the family we need. She pulled the pair of oversized black sunglasses out of her bag and slipped them on. Mia nodded. Your total is 1867. Chris put a 20 on the counter and took the bag before walking away. Cordelia on her heels. You forgot your change, Mia called. Chris kept walking, but Cordelia glanced over her shoulder and shook her head. Mia was surprised to see the glassiness of tears in her eyes. Mia's curiosity quickly turned to concern. Why did Cordelia seem so unhappy? 
She tried to think back to all the memes that she had read on the internet about how to spot a potentially abusive situation, but she couldn't recall anything specific. She grabbed the $1.33 out of the registered drawer and slammed it closed. Hey, Cordelia, she shouted, running out of the store as Shelley watched with fascination. Mia caught up to the girls in the parking lot. Here, my cash drawer will be off otherwise. Mia shoved the change at Cordelia with an awkward force. I like when you come in, she continued in a low voice as Cordelia pocketed the change. It was the only words that she could find to say. She hated how flustered and awkward she sounded. Thank you, Cordelia said, so quietly that Mia barely heard, and then got in the car with Chris. <laughs> Smooth one, Mia thought as the sports car pulled away. She didn't want to be awkward, but she was intrigued by these two women, and she couldn't bear to see her looking sad. She hadn't realized until now that Cordelia's appearance in the bookstore were what she had looked forward to almost every day. It was a strange interaction, but it was a break in her mundane, repetitive life. Shelley cackled as Mia returned to the counter. No wonder you don't have any friends. Suddenly fed up, she turned to Shelley. Mark mentioned that your drawer was off the other day. So? He assumed it was an error. I didn't tell him it was your sticky fingers, just like every time your drawer is off. Maybe next time I'll tell him. Shelley recoiled, but for once, she didn't have a snarky reply. I'm going for a smoke break, she muttered, storming off. Careful you only light the cigarette and not your breath, Mia called after her. The day wore on, but Mia barely noticed the customers she assisted. Something about the girls coming in had put her in a strange mood. Somehow their visit triggered feelings of aimlessness. She felt disappointed and angry that there was nothing she felt passionate about. Her mood matched the weather as a steady rain began to began and showed no sign of letting up. Her town's weather changed faster than the hands of a clock, turning from a day blanketed in dry heat to an afternoon of humid rain. Octobers here were like nothing else. The mornings were cold, the afternoon a scorcher, and by bedtime, soft snowflakes could be found falling slowly outside your window. As the rain chased away the afternoon's clientele, Mia's thoughts returned to slow burn. On a Friday, two weeks before Mia turned 18, everything had changed. She went to bed a bit late that night, having stayed up to watch videos on the internet and going down a rabbit hole about Sasquatch. She had just begun to relax when there was a sound on her bedroom door. Sitting up, Mia squinted into the darkness. She saw that the door was open a good four inches. Even though she always made sure it was tightly closed before she crawled into bed, a figure seemed to be standing in the hallway. Perhaps her mother was having trouble sleeping. Mom? She whispered as a hand pushed the door open a little further. It wasn't Elizabeth. But Mia recognized that friendly face. She had recently seen it smiling at a customer from behind the counter at Slowburn. Mia blinked, and as the figure was gone, she swallowed. It had been so long, nearly a decade, since a soul had passed through her doorway. Years upon years since she had seen a full ghost. From some of his comments, Mia knew that Mr. Horvath was closer with her than he was with his sons. It only made sense that he would visit her on his way to the next life. But that only meant one thing. Mia tried to shake the thought of it in her mind. Her mind had to be playing tricks on her in the dim light. 
She was tired and she'd stayed up too late. She swung her legs over the bed and stood, never taking her eyes off the door, pulling it all the way open. Mia looked out into the hall. Both her mother and her sister had their doors firmly shut, and there was no one else in sight. Sighing, she closed the door and wiggled the doorknob, this time to make sure it hadn't popped open on its own accord. Mia felt a boulder forming in her gut, but she tried to convince herself that she was seeing things. Mia crawled back into bed and tried to fall asleep, but her mind was racing. After only a few minutes, she was up again. She slipped into the legging she had left on her dresser and reached into the closet to grab a hoodie. Silently, Mia tiptoed down the stairs and grabbed her keys off the rack by the front door. Once she turned onto the main strip, Mia slowed down. As she pulled up in front of the store, Mia felt a wave of panic. The lights in the shop were on. She looked at the clock on her dash where the glowing blue digits read 4.54 a.m. Mr. Horvath always turned the lights off before he left. She parked as quickly as possible and jumped out of the car. She grabbed the door handles and to her surprise, the door swung open. Choking back a gasp, Mia took a moment to steady herself and slowly eased herself into the store. She took a few cautious steps forward, noting that everything seemed to be in order. The rows of books looked the same, and her chair was still in the same place she had left it a few hours ago. She glanced at the counter and saw that the accounting book was open and a pencil laid carefully on the open spine. Glancing around, Mia continued to expect, inspect the shop cautiously. The shiny brown toe of a dress shoe poking out from behind the counter quickly caught her eye. The toe pointed towards the ceiling. Mia felt the flush in her face and heard her blood start pounding in her ears. Mr. Horvath? There was no response. Reluctantly, she moved forward for a better look, taking soft, small steps, holding her breath. Mr. Horvath laid flat and straight on his back. His skin was no longer a soft beige, but held a gray tint. His vacant eyes looked milky, and pale purple pooled in his skin where it met the floor. Though Mia had seen countless spirits in her life, it was her first experience with a dead body. Of course, she'd seen her father laid out in his casket at the funeral home, but that was different. He'd been dressed up, and makeup had made him look like he was asleep. Mr. Horvath was almost grotesque in death. He'd always been the person who seemed to hold all the warmth of the sun. Just eye contact from him filled you with a sense of well-being. This didn't look like Mr. Horvath. Mia closed her eyes and thought back to when she'd left him that night. He'd seemed perfectly fine but he could have passed mere minutes after she left. He must have, she thought to herself. She used the shop phone to call the police. The receiver never felt as heavy and ice cold. As she pushed the numbers in, she started to feel the tears filling her eyes and softly spill onto her cheeks. The young deputy who arrived asked her some pointed questions about how she'd come to slow burn at five in the morning. She wasn't entirely sure how to answer. Luckily, the police chief arrived shortly after, having been pulled from his bed by dispatch. This girl sees ghosts, he told the skeptical young man as EMTs examined Mr. Horvath. He had briefly dated her mother, 
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He said the words as if it was common sense and not some insane fact. No one questioned him. There was no sign of foul play, so he probably died of a heart attack or a stroke. Mia was allowed to leave, though she couldn't help but linger outside the shop where the medics wheeled her friend's lifeless body into the ambulance. He'd always been there for her, and now it was her turn to return the favor, even though he was gone. Mr. Horvath's two grown sons didn't want to take over the store and had no interest in its inventory, so they paid a company to board up the windows and doors and left it all as it was, all the stock sitting in the cold, empty rooms. Years went by, but the landlord couldn't find a new renter for the location. Mia often stopped to peer through the tiny slits between the boards, breathing deeply in the, breathing deeply in the air that escaped from the crack in the window just trying to smell the memories. Now, six years later, the shop was still the same as it had been that night Mr. Horvath died, save for a thick layer, thick layer of dust and cobwebs. Its unchanging walls were almost a comfort to Mia, but they too closely resembled her own stasis. Just like the old unwanted shop, she was going nowhere. She'd exchange one bookstore for another. When her shift ended, Mia was out the door before realizing that Mark had called goodbye. Sometimes she was just too lost inside herself to acknowledge the world spinning around her. And that is chapter two. <gasps> Should I do chapter three? Should I? It's such a small chapter. Fine, you pulled my leg. Chapter three. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. Mia was breaking for a red light halfway home when she noticed the black sports car behind her. Though both the visors were pulled down that she could only see the bottom half of the occupants' faces, she could tell that it was Cordelia and Chris. The light turned green and Mia hit the gas. Her wheels were sliding silently on the wet pavement. The day had cooled off quickly and the air was crisp. The road curved up. Then as she crested the hill, she glanced in the mirror again to see if the sports car was still there. It was, and behind it was nearly half a dozen more. 
Strange, she thought, a bit unnerved. It was unusual to see so many cars on this particular road, even at this time. The windshield wipers were fighting hard against the heavy rain. She was only a mile from her driveway when she looked in the rearview mirror again to see if the vehicles were still behind her. And suddenly, she caught movement out of the corner of her eye. A rabbit was dashing across the road not too far ahead, and close behind it was Cooper, her golden retriever. Her brain wasn't making sense of the situation fast enough. Sasha's morning talk popped into her mind. Mia slammed on the brakes, her feet pushing too hard into the pedal, and swung the wheel to avoid her dog. Keeping her eyes on him, she saw that he had safely made it to the other side of the road. Everything was gliding in slow motion. Mia looked forward just in time to see the hood of her car ditch, dip into the ditch past the shoulder. Her car was now facing the rear. She saw Chris and Cordelia in a freeze-frame moment. She saw the panic on Cordelia's face, the smile on Chris's. She tried to regain control, but the road's surface was too slick from the worsening rain, and the car slipped up over the ground as if on ice. Mia didn't have time to react as a maple tree rushed up to meet her. She didn't feel anything. There was no white light. There was nothing but darkness. She wasn't aware of her body, only a loud buzzing noise and then a sickening, sharp scent of gas. After a few moments, Mia realized she could see, and she blinked something sticky out of her eyes. Hot liquid was pouring down her face. She wanted to use her hands to push the liquid out of her eyes, but she couldn't move. She just felt heavy. As her vision slowly came into focus, she found that she was slumped against the steering wheel, a scary amount of blood and tissue smeared across the horn. She was so unaware of her body. There was no pain. It was a shock. Darkness had once again begun to set in around the circles of her vision. The weirdest thing of all is that she didn't feel fear. She didn't think of her mother or her sister. The only thought in her mind is that her father had also died in a car accident in this car. And that has to be what's happening now, right? She had spent so many nights crying, thinking of the pain and fear that he had felt, hung, suspended, upside down. This isn't too bad, Mia thought dreamily. She saw someone through the shattered passenger's side window. It was a beautiful woman with straight red hair. She was approaching the car as if in slow motion. Behind her was Chris and Cordelia, and at least ten others flanked them. No one made the slightest attempt to reach her. Mia suddenly felt a sharpness in her head, but she couldn't move. She tried to speak up, but the most she could manage was a pathetic groan. There was no reaction from the group at the side of the car. The red-haired woman simply took a step closer as if to see better. Why aren't they helping me? Mia tried to move her arms again, but they wouldn't budge. Now she saw many of the strangers had smiles on their faces. Panic grew inside her chest as she frantically tried to push herself away from the steering wheel. She tried to scream, but her mouth wouldn't open. Despite her struggles, her eyelids grew heavier and heavier until they drifted close. The last thing she saw was Cordelia moving towards the car, putting her hands onto the bottom of the shattered window. Mia stared at her through half-open eyes. She knew this was the end, and she could feel it. Feel whatever her soul was, separating from the skin she'd finally grown to love. 
A lightness crept into her consciousness, and she felt acceptance. I'm sorry, we'll talk soon. Cordelia's voice was like a quiet echo as she pulled something shiny out of her breast pocket. It was a syringe full of dark liquid. Talk soon? Mia barely registered in her confusion. The needle entered Mia's chest easily. She didn't even feel the spike that had glinted in the rain. Her vision spun into silver flakes and then faded to static. She trained her eyes on the small silver ring on her right hand. Everything inside her was shutting down, and she could feel it. She didn't want to fight it. Right now, she was content to die on the side of the road, surrounded by strangers. She's gone. A lovely voice set off in the distance, as static filled Mia's ears. Are you sure? Another answered, even farther away. There was a substantial pause. I'm sure, Cordelia replied. Perfect. Call 911. The words and sounds around her trailed off, as the light of the world did too. It was soft. She felt warm. Then it all went black. There we go, guys. Three. Aha! Okay, I'm very excited. I hope that you guys enjoy this. I hope that you love it. I hope that you're going to buy it. <laughs> That's the truth. I hope you buy it because then we make it a fucking success. Anyways, I am off to go cut a lawn. So no matter what's going on in your life, don't forget to not make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. Life is a roller coaster. Sometimes it is up. Sometimes it is down, but it will never stay in one place. And when it's bad, it'll get better. And when, hey, if it's great, it might get a little worse, but that's okay. It's a part of the human condition. I love you guys. Toxic. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.